Oh my goodness. Welcome to the Heart to Heart Real Business Podcast, where we talk about real business, real growth, and what it truly takes to have a business, not only that you love, but also makes a ton of money along the way. This is a place you can come to listen, share, learn, and just be yourself. I'm your host, Michelle Hartsman. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, you guys, to another episode. I'm so excited, you guys. I have a guest with me today, and you know if I bring a guest on the podcast, it's a really big deal because I rarely ever have guests on this podcast, and so when I do, you know it's going to rock your world. And so today I have my beautiful client and friend, Ray. I'm so excited to have her here. She is a women's facilitator and embodiment coach. And through our time working together and just absorbing Ray's content, breaking down her message with her, I have just been blown away by the work that she does, the work she does with her clients, the ways in which she's transformed her own life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Every entrepreneur needs to know this information. Every entrepreneur needs to hire you. Let's get you on the podcast. Let's let you help all of these people because this work is really, really groundbreaking. And so, so excited to have you here, Ray, and to see where this episode takes us today. Mm, Thank you so much for such a beautiful introduction. And thank you for having me. I know you rarely have guests. And so it feels like such an honor to have this conversation and I hope that it's inspiring for whoever's listening. Beautiful. And so where I want to start today, I think the thing I'm even most gravitated towards myself, um, I know my my community here, you, my podcast listeners, you guys know I suffer with anxiety. And I know, Ray, you once suffered with anxiety. Um, and I think what's interesting, and I actually saw a post about this just last week, that, you know, like, I think what's becoming normalized is anxiety and business or anxiety and driven women. Or like, if you have all these big goals and you want more for yourself, anxiety is attached to that or like self-deprecation or self-sabotage or all of those like yucky feelings that can come up on the way there. And I know that you're somebody that's not only gotten off of anxiety meds, not only healed yourself from the inside out, but like, I'd love to hear about what that journey has been like for you. And then also for your clients, especially when we think about driven women that want more for themselves. Mm, Yes. So my anxiety journey started actually quite young. So before I even had any relationship to business. I was in high school and my anxiety and depression peaked at about 16 and 17. And so, I mean, to keep it a long story on the shorter side, I was put on medication at 17. And I remember the turning point for me, a psychiatrist in California said, you know, at some point you're going to have to just realize that if you want a certain quality of life, you're going to have to be okay continuing to up your medication. Your body's going to adapt to it and you're just going to over time have to keep upping your medication. And I just remember being like, I don't know a lot, but that like cannot be it. Like <laughs> that's going to be a really long life if if that's it. Yeah. Could you imagine where your medication dose would be right now? Um, well, so at 18, when I got off of it, so a year and a half, a doctor had told me I was on enough for a overweight 50-year-old male. Yeah. And you're quite petite. Yeah. I'm five two, like 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what And so, you know, I share that because I say a lot, like I post a lot about getting off of medication and that's not to say 
it doesn't have a time and place. That's not to say it's the right move for everybody. It is to say our bodies are designed to do what they need to do. And we're getting in the way a lot of the time. And then when you put this, this pressure around being high achieving, doing business the way everybody else does, hitting these goals at a certain time, we put all these extra pressures onto human beings in a society already primed for anxiety. It, it gets really squirrely if we don't take care of it, you know? Yeah. And so what would you say to somebody that's like sitting in this place, um, maybe anxious and or maybe just like feeling the pressure, right? Like what would you say is like, what's the first step and or thing they could do and or should do um, from an embodiment place, from a self place? Like what, what would you say to somebody that came to you in this case? Yeah. First of all, I would say like get in the room, get hand in hand with somebody who who gets it. Like we are pack animals. We're meant to do this with other human beings. And this idea we're supposed to do it alone is further perpetuating a really anxious world and culture. Mm. And then on the more immediate, my definition, and not everyone agrees with this, but my definition of anxiety is in short, an inability to be with what is right now. And so we either go two directions. We get hung up on the past and we blame the past or we we try to like prevent the past from happening again or we negative future fantasy project onto what's coming as a way to try to protect. And so really my my first piece would be how can you learn even to self-regulate 5 or 10% more, whether that's through breathing, whether that's through really short meditation, moving your body, like the most easy to do right now way to self-regulate so that you can be with whatever you're feeling right now for five five minutes longer instead of shooting to the past or the future. Because that's really, that's anxiety. It's the inability to be with what is right here right now. Right. And I think on the anxiety front, but also on like just the self-regulation front, like, and I notice this as an entrepreneur and I, I think, especially as we, we become more self-aware, we're aware of what's happening, but oftentimes I think we're not aware of what's happening where your mind is running the show, right? Yeah. And you're so disconnected from your body that you're just like trying to find any and everything to make you feel better, whether that's like, let me launch a new program. Let me create a masterclass. Let me put out a hundred posts. Like you're just like trying anything to actually avoid feeling the feelings. And yeah, you're like, yes. <laughs> um, and I know that's a big part of your work. And I think if more people were actually able to experience the, the body feeling versus the mind running the show, we'd see a lot more successful entrepreneurs. And I'd love to dive into that a little bit because I know that's a big foundation of your work and what you do. Yeah. And I will say, I, and I think I told you this when I first hired you, I was like, please don't be the coach that's going to tell me to just like think positive thoughts and manifest and like be in my feminine to be successful. So whoever's listening, like that is absolutely not what I'm going to say. And what a lot of us are doing is saying, I feel unsafe. I feel short on money, short on clients, short on whatever. Let me extend out to pull in and feel better. And what that's doing is taking that anxious feeling that we're feeling and like puking it all over our work. I like visually saw that. My, I can't <laughs> see us. My eyes closed when Ray said that. I like visually just saw that. And it's like, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Or your relationship, your friendships, your children, you know, whatever. 
And so how do we and can we bring the feeling we want to feel into the now? So for me, it's usually always safety. I want more money because it'll make me feel safe. I want my partner because I'll feel safe. I want, you know. And so how can we bring that feeling into the now so that as we're reaching for those things, we're actually spreading safety all over our work, our partnership, our, our friends, our community. And that's embodiment. It's bringing the feeling into the body now so that you're creating from that place instead of reaching and grasping and and then never really cultivating. Does that does that make sense? Makes complete sense. And it makes me think about like the buzzword in the industry right now of like magnetism, right? As you were speaking, I'm like, everyone's preaching magnetism. Everyone's preaching, come learn how to be create a magnetic brand. And in my opinion, I'm like, that really can't be taught. It's not about saying the perfect thing. Yes, marketing and messaging, it's all important. You guys know I believe that, but that magneticism is that grounded safetyness that you create within yourself in order for other people to feel safe enough to come in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And so I know, obviously, you have your signature program, Salm. You have this beautiful way that women can work with you. We're currently creating all these different ways you guys can work with Ray, so stay tuned. We'll have her Instagram and all the ways you can connect with her in the show notes of today's episode. But like with Salm, with the women that come into your world, with the transformations, I'd love to dive into that um, because I think so often we're we constantly invest in things that are going to give us like an immediate change. Um, and I'd love to talk about that for a moment because I think what actually creates change is time, right? And I know that you do that inside of Salm. I know that you create these beautiful transformations with your clients in six weeks and three months and in one year, et cetera. And so I'd love to just start talking about what's possible through that program. Yeah. So yes, it's all embodiment and we can't really have the embodiment without a level of you know, cognitive awareness and what, you know, our triggers, our patterns, the loops we find ourselves in, et cetera. So the very beginning of Psalm, when women first come into the container, we spend about three weeks. And I think I mentioned this to you when I first had the idea for the podcast conversation, we talk about the feedback loop. And so I'll do like a two minute little intro on that. But basically we're having so much information come into us every single day. And our mind can really only digest like three to 5% of that. Mm -hmm. And so what is happening with the other 95%, right? It's being filtered out. And that filtration process is not random. The way that our mind is filtering out the 95% of like undigestible information is based on this filtration system in our mind of our past experience, our beliefs, our core values, and where we think that we fit into the world. And so for any kind of lasting change to happen in the body, we've got to get to that part first because the mind is sending signals to the body. It's why the the vision board and the post-it note and the New Year's resolution is cute, but really not going to work. And it's it's this core belief, this system that everything we're perceiving in our day-to-day is going through and then affecting our body. Yeah. It's the conscious mind versus the subconscious, right? And I think like I'm giggling and I'm not, I'm not saying this to offend anybody, but I think we're in a, we're in an interesting industry that it's like all the self-help and 
embodiment practices and mindset practices, et cetera, are very much being taught from a conscious mind level versus a subconscious mind level. And I think that's why so many of us get so frustrated because it's like, I'm doing the mindset work. (laughs) I'm meditating. I have the affirmations all over my mirror and I still hate myself or I'm like, God. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's like, let me teach you embodiment. Do this. Like, Right. It's so it's not the more we're giving someone something to do, it's really not embodied. It's in mind, in action. And so, you know, when, that's why we teach this feedback loop, because every single thing that your mind is perceiving is sending a signal to your body. So that we have to change first so that when you get the challenging email from a potential client or a launch doesn't go as planned or, you know, you get a little hate mail on Instagram. I shared with you. I I went through that recently. That's hard. We can change the signals that go from our mind to our body to release chemicals of of relaxation instead of adrenaline and cortisol and stress hormones. This mm-hmm. when we bring the subconscious into the conscious. If that made sense, I know I just went on kind of a loop. <laughs> it makes sense to me, you know. But and then this is where, like, if it, if you're listening and it's like, ah, oh, it's not really making sense. Follow Ray because you're going to see it all in her content. You're going to you're going to see what I see when I'm like, she has to be <laughs> episode. And like, it makes so much sense, and you can you know take what we're talking about today and connect it all. Um, but this is the you know when people say like, this is the work, mm-hmm. this is the work that I think so many are just not exposed to, if I'm being honest, because I think, you know, in the self-help realm, I think, I think meditation's amazing. I think affirmations are amazing. I think journaling's amazing. I think all of it's amazing. But I think if you're constantly finding yourself in the same self-deprecating or external deprecating situations that are like, I'm only happy when clients are buying, or I only feel safe when payments are coming through, or I only feel okay when my clients are validating that they're happy in my programs. We've got some problems to fix that are deeper than let's create another thing to sell so I feel better in this moment. Yeah. And you know, our our bodies really don't compartmentalize the way we think we do. So for us to say like, well, everything's good in my life. I'm only stressed out when there's less clients coming in is probably not fully true. Like I bet if we were to zoom out and look at your life in that season, you know, the season of when less money's coming in, less clients, whatever, I would bet your relationship is also a little different. I would bet if we could do like your lab work, your, your, your body would be a little different. I bet the way you're self-caring is different. Our bodies don't compartmentalize like our minds do. And so it's really important for let alone, I mean, I don't care how much money you make. It's so important for the health of your life and the fulfillment of your life, the sustainability of your life, that we get behind some of these I'm only this when this stories and really start to clean those up. You know, otherwise we're on the hamster wheel making millions and still miserable. Yeah. And I see it all the time. I see it all the time in in women that like, it's not about the money. It's at the end of the day, you know, you guys have heard that saying like, what's it all for if you're not happy? Right. And it makes me think of people like um, Kate Spade. You know what I mean? It's like people that you've seen, Robin Williams, that like in this world have had so, so much. Um, and the lack of happiness, it's not about having the things. And, you know, who we are, who we be is so much deeper than waking up and being like, I feel so good about my business today because that's fleeting. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fleeting and there's so many examples like as of late. So I'm so glad we're having this conversation. But of people I've looked at as so successful, has it all, and then either one of two things, peel back the curtains and they're not really that happy, or a career you thought could never be taken away from you gets taken away. And then what else is there? Like it's yeah. it's just not enough to money's an amplifier. Our business is an amplifier. So it's not just enough to focus on that because it's going to amplify whatever else is going on in our life, right? You're insecure down below. You make more money. Those insecurities get bigger or fill in the blank, whatever experience it is for you. It's an amplifier. Yeah. Or you can just pretend you're ignoring it and it's going to leak out in other ways and you're going to protrude that onto your partner or family members or your social life and your friendships. And it, it is wild, you know, when you when you do peel back the curtain of this industry and like the glamour of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I try it. I often I try, especially on this podcast, it's called Heart to Heart for a reason, because we have these real deep conversations here. But it's so interesting to see it so glamorized of like, you can have all this money and this freedom. And like, again, what's all the freedom for? What what are you creating if behind the scenes you, oh, you're checking your phone obsessively to feel validated that somebody purchased the thing you were selling today or you're right. not taking time off? I recently was having a conversation with one of my clients. Um, she was listening to somebody else's podcast. I don't know who it is. Um, so I don't know this information. This was a secondhand story that was told to me, but she was listening to somebody who makes millions, like millions per month. And uh, she was doing a and a episode and somebody had asked, you know, I never really see your life outside of business. Like, do you have one? And her answer was no. Mm. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm not passing judgment on that. But I, I do think we've got to find some separation of who am I outside of business and am I happy yeah. with who I am without the validation of whatever may or may not be happening in my business right now. Yeah. Yeah. I have a little, um, I do attract high achieving women. Like they tend to, to find me and I have kind of a little map I give them when they're first working with me. That is, that is that it's like, if you're making all of the money and doing all the things, if these four pieces aren't there, it's, it's not going to be enough. And so if you picture just like a square on your piece of paper right now, and there's four corners, the first one would have to be, am I every day like getting to strengthen skills that are important to me? Am I like, am I strengthening skills and utilizing skills that I have that are important to me? The second one would be, am I seeing potential influence and impact I can make? Again, we're, we're pack creatures. We're purpose-driven creatures. Like it's not enough for us to, to just like cross lists off the cross tasks off of a list. So am I using skills that are important to me? Am I seeing like reachable impact that I'm making? Mm -hmm. The third one is who are the people around me? Am I around healthy people that are expanding me, inspiring me or challenging me in healthy ways? And then the fourth one is like, what am I getting out of this job, career, business, whatever, aside from income? And this has like landed so much more clear for me um, lately as my partner who is like brilliant. She's the most brilliant woman. She's so amazing, has been in like a 20 year career and recently left it. 
and was so painful and so challenging. But when she was looking at all of this, she's like, if I were to be 65 and like retiring here, I, I would like die inside. Like, yes, I have the income and the great benefits and I do use skills that I, that are important, but none of the other pieces were there. Right. And so it's just so important, like whatever it is, maybe a bunch of free time is not important to you, but like, what are the pieces that are really important to your life? And are you seeing those in the way that you're working right now? And if not, like, let's get in there and like, let's clean that up. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's not the strategy. I think you know, and I can say this as a business coach or mentor, like sometimes hiring the business coach or mentor is not, not the actual thing you need to solve. That's going to make you more money or that's going to make you more visible, or that's going to change how you show up in your business to feel safe enough to do so. Especially if you've gone from like coach to coach, to coach, to coach, and you're noticing the same patterns, it's probably not another business program that's going to help you. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Like I will say that firsthand, like I, you know, it's not, it's not that, but I do think it's, you know, it's glamorized in this industry because money, you know, and that's why, you know, money at this point is not like the biggest front runner of my brand because it's not the only reason I want you to hire me. Like it's, it's cool to make money and we're here for that. But more importantly, it's, are you creating a business that you love and that you're happy with, but also ultimately that starts with you. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think it is just we're we're, we still are in a culture that really celebrates the struggle. There's a lot of industries still that are kind of glamorizing, like who's the most overworked, under-resourced, underslept. Like I heard my partner even talking on on a work call not that long ago and someone was like congratulating somebody or being like, wow, you're so hardworking because she was like working through having COVID. And I'm like, why are we still celebrating this? Like, so yeah, it's it's just <laughs> I think it's easy for us to be so focused on the money, so focused on the strategy, so focused on the what to do because everything around us is is still not fully validating the inner world, the health of our mind, the health of our relationships, all the things that our ancestors had to make sure that there was a healthy, thriving individual and community, you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, mental health is more important than ever. And even, especially when I think about our space and the entrepreneur space, it makes me worry, you know, because the comparison is real. Um, Anxiety is real, self-deprecation, debt. Like there's so many factors and so many different things that I know many of you are listening to on this episode today that are potentially experiencing And mental health is like the biggest thing. And I know in some, I know in the work that you do, not that you sell it or, or program it as mental health, but it, but it, it's the inner world Our your mind, your mind creates your reality. Yep. Right. And it starts there. Um, Ray, is there anything you would say to somebody listening today? Um, I know this is an off the cuff question, but like what is one thing or a multitude of things like to somebody listening today that might be just kind of in it right mm. now? Like what would, what would you say to them? Recommend? Mm. Ugh, you're going to be in it again. So dissolve the idea that you have to get out right now to be safe. Dissolve the idea that you're doing something wrong in your life or your business because you're in this low right now. 
And one thing that one of my teachers told me years ago that really helped me walk myself home when I was like, quote, in it, which, you know, we're in it multiple seasons is like the universe does not, this sounds woo woo, but the universe does not waste energy. So whatever they, whatever situation you're in right now, whether it's a low income season, whether it's a, I'm in the total wrong, everything, the universe does not waste energy and you're being faced with exactly what you need to walk through right now for your next evolution of who you're becoming. So get the help, of course, get the support, get the mentorship, learn one way to self-regulate so that you're not spinning out every day and wasting even more energy, digging your hole even deeper. And like, God, the most annoying piece probably I'm going to say though, is like, let it have a little breathing room. Like let it have some space for you to feel the, the in it that you're feeling because you're in it for a reason. It's not a form of self-punishment. It's not because you did anything wrong. It's because the universe doesn't waste energy. You're, you're here in this evolution. And I, you know, I experienced that kind of am experiencing it actually, like as I'm rebranding and as, you know, Aaron, my partner and I are going through job changes with her and like all the potential fears are coming up and I'm getting this really beautiful opportunity that feels more grounded than ever to practice like how do I have myself even when the external is shifting how do we still move forward with all of our goals how do we still maintain the most beautiful relationship even though the outside is shifting because it's always gonna and so that would be my my piece of advice is like you're where you're supposed to be and like let's not make it wrong let's find a way to extract the medicine and then start moving forward I love that um I often say like life will life right And, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard you control how you react to situations and, you know, the, our external worlds can shift at at the dime. One phone call, one message, one accident, like can shift everything. One DM, one client filled payment, one bad review, one no, all, you know, can shift how you're feeling. And I love this piece of like, allow yourself to feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to push it away so quick. Yeah, I notice that within myself too. Like when things are uncomfortable, it's like, it's a, it's a natural response, especially I think, you know, one of my best friends, she's not in the industry, but she's like, millennials got the shit end of the stick. You know, <laughs> like my parents are all retiring and all of us are just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, maybe she's got some validity to that, to that, but it's also like, we've, we've got to feel the feelings and we've got to make ourselves feel safe enough to be able to do so versus becoming just these permanent fixers. Like, yes, we want to fix the problem, but sometimes it doesn't need to be fixed and, or it doesn't need to be fixed in that moment because you're meant to actually process it. Otherwise you're going to replicate it. Right. I was just going to say, it's going to keep being presented. So we might as well just like feel it to the depths right now. Like alchemize that, transform it, get the medicine from it, learn the lesson, whatever, be in the dark for a second. So we're not perpetually like, here we go again. The universe is going to keep bringing you what you didn't learn. So isn't that the truth where you're like, how am I here again? (laughs) Again? Again? (laughs) Um, one last thing, Ray, um, how can somebody like that's new to this, that maybe is hearing this conversation for the first time and they're like, it's making so much sense. 
but like, how can I actually feel? How can I alchemize? Like, what is, what can they start to do to be able to experience and feel their feelings? Mm. Slow down, first of all. Um, we move really fast. And that's usually a strategy that we've adopted to not be. Actually, I want to like actually take my own advice and slow down before I answer that. <laughs> no rush. Mm. I think one thing that's been so potent for me and that I lead my clients through is like continuing to ask. So, okay, today I'm like feeling this. Maybe it's a sensation. Maybe you don't even have words for it yet. You're like, I have the sweats, like my mind's a little spinny whatever it is, first, just asking like, okay, what am I feeling? And then is that really what I'm feeling? Or is that what I'm labeling it? Like, you're just getting very curious. And then is there something deeper? Or sometimes it's like, I ask, okay, and then what? So, you know, we go, we love the tangent. We love the like, oh my God, I didn't have my program didn't sell out. So that probably means it's not going to work. And then, and I'm like, let's run with it. And then what? And then what does that mean? And then what does that mean? And when we can really bring ourselves all the way to like, okay, it probably doesn't mean I'm going to die today. And it probably doesn't mean my partner's going to leave me today. All these fears we, you know, whatever, come up with. It gives us some spaciousness to really actually start to feel, okay, I'm feeling this wound from when I was a little kid and I didn't get picked to do the thing. Or I'm feeling this time my parents yelled at me and it was really scary. Or most things we're feeling, it's like a remembrance and a trigger from a past lived experience. And it's now got all this like muddiness around it that makes it feel even bigger. Yeah. I'd say just, you know, slow down and then just start to get curious. Ask like, what am I really feeling? Is that what I'm feeling? What am I making that mean? And what does my body need? Your body might just need a nap. It might not need a strategy. It might need a nap and some water. <laughs> I, I feel like 99% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't need you to scroll on Instagram. I can tell you that. Sure. It doesn't need that. No. No. And, you know, it is like I do I do just want to add this because there is a lot of trauma in our world and there's a lot of pain. And I don't want anyone listening to this thinking that we are ignoring that or bypassing it or that I'm saying, like, it's so easy to feel your feelings. I wouldn't have a career if it were easy to feel your feelings. So I understand. And part of, you know, part of the Selm journey, the centrally embodied leader journey is how do we develop the capacity to feel the uncomfortable feelings? Because we haven't been taught that. We've actually been taught the opposite. Here's a quick fix. Here's a pill. Here's a thing to do. Here's a TV, a show, a thing to buy, all these ways to distract. So just also giving yourself permission. Like we have not been taught how to feel the really fucking hard feelings. We have no idea. We apologize <laughs> when we cry. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the most absurd thing, but I even notice it about myself. And it's like, we apologize for feeling, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm angry right now. Like we apologize. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, just knowing that it is kind of at this point in our lives, a, a learned skill. Okay. Um, that's what we teach in Selm, you know, nervous system capacity, like I jokingly call it nervous system strength training. Um, so gentleness. And like, I used to hate when people would say that, I'm like gentleness won't solve my problems. Um, but it is the starting point because <laughs> we yeah. can't really get a lot of clarity or or change with force. Yeah. And I think you left one beautiful nugget there of like, when you can open capacity within yourself, you, you can open capacity to hold more of whatever it is you want, 
business related or not business related. And I think that's a conversation to really have with yourself of, you know, am I actually available? Am I, do I have the capacity to hold more from, especially in the business world of others, or do I just need to take a moment to slow down and actually hold more space for myself? Yes. Oh my God. It's such a reflector. The more you can hold for yourself, the more you will be able to hold for others, for your business, for your partners. It is, it is not woo woo. It is not some like (laughs) some magic. It's, um, you know, just congruence and, and alignment. That's alignment. Alignment is not some like hippie spiritual word. It's, is what I'm giving to myself, matching what I say I want to receive and give to others, you know? Yeah. And I think in the industry, people think I'm aligned when I feel good, but that's fleeting. It's, and the only way you're going to continually feel good is if, if you actually do this work that we're talking about today is if you actually self-regulate the feelings of feeling good will be not, I don't want to say like your norm, but more so your norm because you're able to self-regulate. Yeah. And you, you lose that sensation of like, oh God, I feel good. Something bad's going to happen. The other shoe's going to drop. Like when we expand our capacity, we just have our, our body knows even more than our mind that it's all, it's all, this is going to trigger someone. I can tell it's like, it's all kind of the same, the good and the bad, like they're happening at the same time. Always. It's, it's less about a good season and a bad season. And when we can really self-regulate and have ourselves and get behind our own nervous system and our own stories and loops like the good and the bad are always simultaneously happening you have 100k whatever a month like everyone wants you probably also get like some tragic news or some like really pissed client like it just is it's polarity it's it's all happening at once and the more we're able able to hold that the less we push away like the more we're able to hold the uncomfortable the less we push away the really juicy really good you know yeah and I think from my perspective even just hearing that like that's where I think consistency comes in that's yeah that's where you know from Ray's point you know we want to create safety within ourselves and from you know my point when I think about businesses you want a business that allows you to feel safe right and like how beautiful to be able to create those two things together where you know if you feel safe within yourself there there's consistency there um and then you also get to create that inside of your business but oftentimes what I'll see is you know when the nervous system is all over the place for certain people the business tends to mimic that um because there, there's no regulation that's happening. And also the irregularities become the norm. They're so used to that up and down that it's become norm. And that actually starts to feel safe versus this congruency of like, oh, there doesn't have to be this huge up and down of emotions every single month. Yeah. I feel like it might even be helpful. I'm wondering if you have, I have them on the like relating human um, day-to-day life side. I'm curious if you've got examples or like cues that you start to see in people when you can tell and they're in that space. Like, is it, oh, I got to change my niche or, oh, like I got to change my, like I help statement or whatever, but like (laughs) when you know that it's a more of a nervous system thing. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. I was in Voxer with a client yesterday. I'm like, nothing's wrong. Nothing. Like from my view, I'm like, nothing's on fire. There's zero problems happening in her business. And she came in and was like, Oh my God, like this is, she was like, this is happening and this is happening and this is happening and this is happening. And I was like, huh, this is so interesting that you're bringing this up. And I, I just had to reflect back to her. I was like, is this actually happening? Like, 
are people not actually reaching out? Are your problem programs not actually selling? Are you actually not making money? And she was like, uh, none of those things are true. Like it just, she was, it was like things were like people didn't reach out for like a day. And I said to her, I was like, I love you, but also have you been giving them anything to buy? Like, and she was like, oh my gosh, I see it now. And it, it's so interesting where we create this validness of like, if I show up and sell and people buy, then I'm safe. Right. But it's, it's getting uncomfortable. It's getting comfortable with the moments when people aren't buying. It's getting comfortable when you put something out and people don't reach out right away and knowing it's all okay. It doesn't mean the message isn't working. It doesn't mean you need to change your bio or you need to change your niche or your name or what you call yourself. Um, but so frequently we resort there because it's something that gets rid of the uncomfortable feeling, which most of the time in business is silence. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, if we were working like tandem with her, I would have loved to like put her in a deep embodied space and like really have her body speak. Like, okay, I get it. Your mind has all these experiences, things that's seen on Instagram stories, past, whatever. Okay. This feeling of no one's buying, like, where are we feeling that in your body? What is that reminding you of? Like those two questions, where do you feel it? And what does it remind you of can illuminate so many areas of, of what's actually what's actually there because probably someone's still buying. You're probably still good. Like, you know, um, she messaged me and goes, three people just reached out like, after <laughs> our conversation. And I was like, that, that was like, there's nothing to worry about, but we create worry. I, in my mind, you may agree with this, right? Like I worry is a form of control, you know, yeah. like, we're just, we're trying to control the outcome in some way, shape or form. Um, and yeah, there may be, there may be a dual masterclass or something we do yeah. in the future on like, business and self-regulation because they go hand in hand. And you guys, I, I, as I mentioned in the beginning of today's episode, I only bring people on here that it's like, I know it's going to rock your world. And I really want you to think about like, what is, what is it I need next in my business? Or maybe asking the question of what else do I personally need? What's going to help me in this season? Not only get to where I want to go, but are there, are there things within myself that I need to work through in order to be the person I, I desire to be, in order to have the business I desire, in order to actually feel the things I want to feel. Because I will tell you, no amount of money, no amount of clients in your next program, no amount of creating the most perfect program together or the best messaging is going to fill that void or those feelings that you may have coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's fix those, not fix. Let's get behind those feelings so we can attract the clients and the money from that space. And now the clients or the money don't have control over your safety. You yeah. do. And the clients and money get to be a byproduct, you know? And, and again, that's like, you know, I, I often found years ago, I was in the health and wellness space. This was like, I was young then and I was in my early twenties, <laughs> but <laughs> You know, I always, back then I thought like, you know, confidence is hard to teach, right? Yeah. Um, it's not like you can say that, like, I can't say to you, right? Like, oh, just be confident. Like you, you have so much going for you. You're not going to leave that conversation feeling any better. You're not going to leave that conversation feeling any more confident just because I told you to, right? Um, and this is, you know, to crack on that, the, the themes of business, of the magneticism, of having all the clients coming in, that starts with you, that, that inner confidence, that inner knowing, that inner self-trust, it all starts with you. No amount of 
any strategy in business can fill that. Yeah. And you know, like, I know, I know we're kind of coming up on time, but you can like, it's easy to make money. Like it's ones and twos and like, do, you know, position yourself. You can make all the money with all of those woundings and insecurities and lack of confidence, but it's, you're going to still be in that loop of, I made a million dollars and like, fuck, I still, no one's buying this and that, whatever. And so, you know, you could do it. You could still make the money and have the clients, but what kind of quality do you want around it? You know, coming back to, again, like how we started, what's, what's the why? Why do we want, why do we want the money? Yeah. Yeah. So questions to think about. Beautiful. Um, Guys, I'm going to have Ray's information in the show notes. We'll have her Instagram. We'll probably put information on Selm. She's about sold out of this current round, but I'm sure you can get on the wait list pre-enroll for the next round. We've got some cool things we're working on behind the scenes in her business together right now. Other ways you're going to be able to work with her. I'm not going to spill the beans. Um, She will tell you over on Insta. Um, But Ray, any last words or any ways and other ways that they can connect with you that I maybe missed? I think you covered it. You know, come over to Instagram. That's where I'm the most active right now. And um, the enrollment process for Selm is quite straightforward. There's an application in my bio. And if you know, you're a fit for this round. Beautiful. And if not, the upcoming rounds will be available as well. But that's, that's it. Beautiful, Ray. Thank you for joining us. I cannot wait to see what comes for all of you listening and the transformations that you make. Mm, thank you for having me, Michelle. This was you're such welcome. a conversation. See you soon.